0: Um, it's really funny when I was putting together where we are now in numbers and where we are in Joshua, I was like, oh really? We've got like census and counts in numbers and then we've got more allotment of land in Joshua. Really? It's going to be a real, you know, mind-blowing sermon today. (laughs) But I, I, when I, so I, I expanded both of them and then in Joshua, the next chapter actually is interesting. So I went, okay, yay, we got something to dig our, dig our, uh, are, are wrestling in too. so numbers 26 uh after the plague and if you remember last time the plague was the snakes wasn't it is that where we were i think so it was like three weeks ago that, so yeah. who remembers uh no it was, <laughs> was like two times. oh that was yeah that was where okay the last time that, that we went through no, that was where the moabites and the amorites sent their women in and and all the the men were committing adultery with them and uh and then the one guy um what's it oh yeah and then there was the man it says in in back in 25 chapter 25 verse 6 says behold a man of the children of israel came and brought a midianite woman near to his brothers in the sight of moses and in the sight of the entire assembly of the children of israel and they were weeping at the entrance of the tent of meeting and so Phineas, son of Eleazar, son of Aaron the Cohen, saw, and he stood up from amidst the assembly and took a spear in his hand, followed them into the tent, and pierced them both. Well, so he was go. not going to have any of that. Yeah, so well, yeah that was when he just, like, by. Like, he, yeah, he's, like, walking past. They're all mourning about everything that's happening. He's all, you know, hey, chuck me and my Midianite out, and walks into his own tent. And Phineas is like, I'm done. Took his spear and went, killed them both. And because of that... Um, Yeah, that halted the plague that God had sent on them because of this. Mm -hmm. And the plague, when the plague stopped, it says those who died in the plague were 24,000. Yeah. And that was also uh, when, you know, God then said to Moses that because of what Eleazar had done, behold, I give him my covenant of peace, and it shall be for him and his offspring after him a covenant of eternal priesthood. Because he took vengeance for his God and he atoned for the children of Israel. So that was when it was determined that the priesthood would go through Phineas, the son of Aaron. And, um, yeah, so after the plague is where we are now. The Lord said to Moses and to Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, take a census of all the congregation of the people of Israel from 20 years old and upward by their father's houses, all in Israel, who are able to go to war. Um, because you know we've had several plagues now and we've lost quite a few people so let's okay. find out how many more we have Count
1: again how many are left and,
0: and moses said to eleazar the priest oh and moses and eleazar the priest spoke with them in the plains of moab by the jordan at jericho saying take a census of the people from 20 years old and upward as the lord commanded moses the people of israel who came out of the land of egypt were reuben the firstborn of israel the sons of reuben of Hanok, the clan of the Hanakites, of Palu, the clan of the Paluites, of Hezron, the clan of the Hezronites, of Carmi, the clan of the Carmi- Carmites. these are the clans of the Reubenites, and those listed were 43,730. And the sons of Palu, Eliab, um, the sons of Eliab, Nimuel, Dathan, and Abiram, these are, are These are the Dathan and Abiram chosen from the congregation who contended against Moses and Aaron in the company of Korah when they contended against the Lord. And the earth opened up its mouth and swallowed them up together with Korah when that company died, when the fire devoured 250 men and they became a warning. But the sons of Korah did not die. The sons of Simeon, according to their clans, of Nimuel, the clan of the Nimuelites, of Jamin, the clan of the Jaminites, of Jachin, the clan of the Jachinites, of Zerah, the clan of the Zerahites, of Shaul, the clan of the Shaulites. These are the clans of the Simeonites, 22,200. The sons of Gad, according to their clans of Zephon, the clan of the Zephonites, of Haggai, the clan of the Haggites, of Shunai, the clan of the Shunites, of Ozni, the clan of the Oznites, of Eri, the clan of the Erites, of Era, the clan of the Erodites, of Areli, the clan of the Aralites. She's so excited. These are the clans of the sons of Gad, as they were listed, 40,500. The, the sons of Judah were Aaron-Onan, and Aaron-Onan died in the land of Canaan. Because remember, they're the ones who wouldn't give her the, the child. And the sons of Judah, according to their clans, were of Shelah, the clan of the Shelanites, of Perez, the clan of the Parasites, of Zerah, the clan of the Zerahites, and the sons of Perez were of Hezron, the clan of the Hezronites, of Hamul, the clan of the Hamulites. These are the clans of Judah as they were listed. Seventy-six thousand five hundred. Wow, they're big. Yeah, and they—they they were not well. And they were not so much dying in all the different plagues. You know? They were not. They were not leading, you know, the rebellions after after those first two who were from a marriage to a Canaanite woman after those first two were done away with. Mm-hmm. is you know, he was married to um, an appropriate mother for yeah. children of Israel. Yeah. It's just... Is there any kind of, like, that's connection connection the him um, or in his that would, like, make that stand out like that? I think it's just, like, the Midianites. I mean, it's just... I, they're probably... I would have to go and look in order to answer it in that to that specific angle, yeah. um, but I, I believe it's just like the people of, like the family of, like the Canadians. Yeah, it's just like the people of <laughs> and the Americans because <laughs> it's it's you know the Malachites and the the Amalekites and the Reubenites and I mean and and then we have um, you know even with the other groups you know the Moabites and the Ammonites and. So, it's like the tribe of, The term.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. No,
0: that's the Perrine so. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, that's right. That's You'd be the SD Knights.
1: You're not connected to us. Yeah. Y'all, <laughs> y'all can do <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> <right. laughs> well, y'all can do it. Y'all can do it. Y'all Y'all What Y'all can do Y'all <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Hopefully you don't get plagued. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm going to be over here. I'm going to be sitting with Mary. in the Mary Knights. Nights. <laughs> in the Mary Denites. You married in how funny so um
0: the sons of issachar according to their clans of tolah the, s- the clan of the tolites of puva the clan of the punites of joshub the clan of the joshubites of shimron the clan of the shimronites these are the clans of issachar as they were listed what
1: <laughs> they, they love my tablet it's super <laughs> cool oh i turned the <laughs> page. page it's like a different well top. i turned the page it's so quick so then i turned the page and it's like I put
0: it on on random transitions that's awesome the clan the the clans of Zebulun oh these are the clans of Issachar as they were listed 64,300 the sons of Zebulun according to their clans of Sered the clan of the Seredites of Elon, the clan of the Elonites; of Jalil the clan of the Jalilites these are the clans of the Zebulunites as they were listed 60,500 some of these are real tongue twisters. Yeah. <laughs> the sons of Joseph, according to their clans, what did it do now? Flicker. <laughs>
1: <Liquor? laughs> it <laughs> I'm going to do this
0: <laughs> The sons of Joseph, according to their clans, Manasseh and Ephraim. The sons of Manasseh of Machir, the clan of Machirites, of and Machir was the father of Gilead. The Gilead, the uh, of Gilead, the clan of the Gileadites. These are the sons of Gilead of Ezer, the clan of the Izerites. Of Helek, the clan of the Helekites, and of Asriel, the clan of the Asrielites, and of Shechem, the clan of the Shechemites, and of Shemida, the clan of the Shemidates. and of Hefer, the clan of the, the, pepper, the Heferites. Heferites. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Zelophehad. The son of Hefer no, had no sons. Okay, now this is important, okay? This is important because okay. this is the part that's going to make the, our section in numbers interesting. Okay, start paying uh-huh. attention. Everyone. <laughs> <Transitions>. Focus. <laughs> no. Zelophehad, the son of Hefer, had no sons but daughters. Uh-huh. And the names of the daughters, and we're going to come back to this in a bit. The names of the daughters of Zelophehad were Malah, Noah, Hoglah, Milcah, and Tirzah. These no, are what? the these yeah. are the clans of Manasseh, and those listed were fifty two thousand seven hundred. Now, it's it's really they're counting all of the men twenty years old and up. No.
1: And those men, women, and
0: children, no, well, it's the no. it's wow. the yeah the men. Um, no. and I well I think they were counting all the people, but according to the men, okay, and that was you know count all the men. Uh, yeah, take a census according to their father's house, uh, of the children take a census of the entire assembly of the children of Israel from 20 <coughs> years of age and up, according to, no it is, this is only from 20 years and up, so the children and, and in general the women, everyone who goes out to the legion in Israel and now suddenly we have these daughters listed so that, that, it, and I'm let me see what they have to say about them right now because I know we're going to get to them in a minute but um, so if it's a boy it's Noah and Noah. Uh. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, which verse? Which verse is this? 33. <laughs> You're so funny, Tanya. You're cracking me
1: up? Okay. okay.
0: <laughs> no, where? Hold on. children were
1: how old
0: This <laughs> They were 20 years old and up. Um. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so that, it do, okay, doesn't have anything else except for what we're going to get to. So, 35. These are the sons of Ephraim, according to their clans, of Shuthela, the clan of the Shulethahites, of Becher, the clan of the Becherites, of Tahan, the clan of the Tahanites, and these are the sons of Shuth- Shuthela, of Aran, the clan of the Aronites, these are the clans of the sons of Ephraim, as they were listed, 32,500. These are the sons of Joseph according to their clans, the sons of Benjamin according to their clans, of Bela, the clan of the Belahites, of Ashbel, the clan of the Ashbelites, of Ahiram, the clan of the Ahir- Ahiramites, of Shephufam, the clan of the Sheph- Shufamites. of Hufam, the clan of the Hufamites. And the sons of Bela, if any of you, you know, looking to have children, here's some name options for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, with this is my son oh my <laughs> <laughs> well, my there you go you
1: know
0: <laughs> 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 people will be like why are you calling, no it's a biblical name
1: that a so you know, you call him and I'm like you know it was like embarrassing like, yeah oh,
0: so oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <okay. laughs> well, that's not nearly as offensive. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you know, stick to the first name on that. Yeah. One. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Just hook. Yeah, hey, hook.
1: could be her mom. There you go. I haven't even seen the spelling of her name. I didn't just Yeah. Say, get over here. Said, get over here, hooker, leave my sister like You're all okay. Like, why are you insulting this woman? You know, Mama
0: said, don't
1: bring them home. Why are you you talking to her that way?
0: (laughs) Talking to her? Yeah. And the sons of Belah were Ard and Naaman. Of Ard, the clans of the Ardites. Of of, of Naaman, the clan of the Naamanites. These are the sons of Benjamin, according to their clans. And those listed were 45,600. These are the sons of Dan, according to their clans. Of Shuham, the clan of the Shu'amites. These are the clans of Dan, according... Oh, did I type that twice? No. No, no that's just there. All the clans of the Shu'amites, as they were listed, were 64,400. Apparently, Dan was a minimalist. <laughs> One <laughs> yeah. clan. One clan. I mean, not too minimal. I mean, there are 64,400 of them. But <laughs> but well, this, that's because they're interbreeding. There you go. The yeah. sons of Asher, according to their clans, of Imna, the clan of the Imnites, of Ishfi the clan of the Ishvites, of Beriah, the clan of the Beriites, of the sons of Beriah, of Haber, the clan of the Heberites, of Malkiel, the clan of the Malkielites, and the name of the daughter of Asher was Sarah. And it so does. We have a daughter again. Yep, we've got a daughter mentioned. Now, um, it says Sarah is mentioned because she was Jacob's only living granddaughter, according to Rashi. Um, Targab Yonasen cites the tradition that in order to prepare Jacob for the shocking news that Joseph was still alive, the brothers had asked the young Sarah to sing to him that Joseph had survived. Isn't that a beautiful thought? That's so neat. Um, In the response, Jacob said that if your uncle is indeed alive, alive, may you live forever. The patriarch's blessing came true and Sarah never died. After many centuries on earth, she was elevated to Gan Eden. So she's, which is uh, uh, paradise. The, the restored Eden so um, we have the biblical accounts of both uh, um, what was the guy Peleg who was the the guy there was one guy I can't think of his name my dad's listening right now and I'm sure he knows and he's laughing at me but um that what were the two the two men who never died in scripture who aren't we the one who walked with God and then
1: Elijah. Enoch, Elijah. Elijah. Okay, yeah. I yeah, like, yeah. Well, I, I knew Elijah, Elijah.
0: Well, he went up in the chariot, yeah. and Enoch walked with God, and then he was not.
1: Yeah.
0: And it, so it never it never says he died because all everybody else says, and he died at this age, and he died at this age. Um, and now, while this isn't, this isn't, this story isn't accounted in scripture, but what a beautiful testimony to the view of women in Israel. That, that this story is preserved. Um, and it says, uh, let me see. Okay, so that that's, she's just really fun today. She's very fun. She's flopping around and. Yes, I'm enjoying her. She's participating. Do you have things to share today? Do you have things to add to the study? There's no boob in an arm. Okay. <laughs> taking <laughs> me out is here. <laughs> so, um, so the name of the, uh, the daughter of Asher was Sarah. These are the clans of the sons of Asher as they were listed: fifty-three thousand four hundred. The sons of Naphtali, according to their clans, of Jazil, the clan of the Jazielites Of Guni, the clan of the (laughs) Gunis. Of Jezer, the clan of the Jezerites. Those of you from the 80s, stop it. (laughs) Of Shilim, the clan of the Shilamites. These are the clans of Naphtali, according to their clans, and those listed were 45,400. You know someday somebody's going to be reading off all of our names and laughing at us. (laughs) I know, (laughs) right? <laughs> but, but, but but from what? <laughs> <laughs> this was a list of the people of Israel. 601,730. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Among these the land shall be divided for inheritance according to the number of names. So the size of your land was based on the number of people it had to provide for. Now... um. No, and here I did double copy. So my apologies there, skipping on down. Um, To a large tribe, so verse 54. To a large tribe you shall give a large inheritance, and to a small tribe you shall give a small inheritance. Every tribe shall be given its inheritance in proportion to its list. Which is why, um, we're going to get there in a second, why the the daughters were listed here. Um, So he says in verse 55, But the land shall be divided by lot. According to the names of the tribes of their fathers they shall inherit. Their inheritance shall be divided according to Lot between the larger and the smaller. This was the list of the Levites according to their clans. Of Gershon, the clan of the Gershonites. Of Kohath, the clan of the Kohathites. Merari, the clan of the Merorites. These are the clans of Levi, the clans of the Libnites, the clan of the Hebronites, the clan of the Malites, the clan of the Mushites, the clan of the Korahites. And Kohath was the father of Amram. The name of Amram's wife was Jochebed, the daughter of Levi, who was born to Levi in Egypt. And she bore to Amram, Aaron and Moses, and Miriam their sister. And to Aaron were born Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, and Ithamar. But Nadab and Abihu died when they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord. And those listed were 23,000, every male from a month old and upward, for they were not listed among the people of Israel, because there was no inheritance given to them among the people of Israel. Uh, These, let's see, yeah, verse 63, these... These were those listed by Moses and Eleazar the priest who listed the people of Israel in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho. But among these, there was not one of those listed by Moses and Aaron the priest who had listed the people of Israel in the wilderness of Sinai. Okay? Did you get that? I'm going to read that again. Okay? These were those listed by Moses and Eleazar the priest who listed the people of Israel in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho. That's what they just did. But among these... There was not one of those listed by Moses and Aaron the priest who had listed the people of Israel in the wilderness of Sinai. No, they had all died by now. So we're at the end. We're getting ready to go into the land. For the Lord had said of them, they shall die in the wilderness. Not one of them was left except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. Because they they had wanted to go into the land. So they get to. And the one of the traditions, um, uh, one of the historical traditions, is that, and, and I know we've talked about this at uh, at Yom Kippur, but when they, it, it was believed that it basically every year at Yom Kippur, all of the men who were still alive would go out and dig their own graves and stand in them overnight, and then. You know, and, and or sleep in them overnight, and in the morning, some of them would get up and go about for the next year, and then in, the next Yom Kippur, those who were left would dig their own graves, and they knew that, you know, within 40 years they were gonna, it was their their time. So there was no changing that. They had they had refused to go into the land, so God wasn't gonna let them. And had I, you know, had there been a way to change that, I don't know. But that would mean none of them tried. Yeah,
1: right.
0: So, <laughs> you know, I mean, had, had any of them tried, that might have been a different outcome. So, Numbers 27. Now, this is why the daughters were listed. And, and this is, keep, keeping in mind that this is, you know, in, in ancient cultures, there were matriarchal cultures. And there were patriarchal cultures. And, and you know, there, there were different who was in charge and all of these things. And while Judaism, tend, it, it falls into the, the patriarchal in the sense of it was the men who were counted and it was, you know, inheritance was handed down, you know, from, from you know, the blessings went from father to son, uh, but the modern day patriarchal movement that claims to base itself on ancient Israel, I'm pretty sure doesn't study quite all the verses that, that are in the Old Testament. Um, because the the way that women are treated in the modern patriarchal groups, there is not the level of respect and care and concern and and uh, that the message you know the sermon that I mentioned earlier that I posted on Facebook this morning, he talks about some of the different things that are going on in the Genesis one creation account and, and you know that that I similar to things that I've read from different rabbis. and so it's it's beautiful that. That there is this level of respect, you know. We were just talking about the daughter of, you know, Sarah, who is counted as having lived like the other men, even though the men were recorded in Scripture. Her her story is still accounted for, and um, you know, and there's so there's not,
1: huh?
0: Right, and it and it talks, yeah, it mentions them, and she so she was accounted for, she was mentioned. So Numbers 27. Then drew near the daughters of Zalephahad, the son of Hepher, son of Gilead, son of Machir, son of Manasseh, from the clans of Manasseh, the son of Joseph. The names of his daughters were Malah, Noah, Hoglah, Milcah, and Tirzah. And they stood before Moses and before Eleazar the priest and before the chiefs and all the congregation at the entrance of the tent of meeting, saying, so they've just done this count and it was announced, you know, this is how inheritance are going to be done and it's going to, you know, based on the, the count of the men. And the women come before, the women go in front of the chiefs of the congregation and Moses and Eleazar, and they say, our father died in the wilderness. He was not among the company of those who gathered themselves to gather against the Lord in the company of Korah, but died for his own sin. So he was one of the ones who had to lay down, you know, he, he died as, as the 40 years, but wasn't able to go in. And he had no sons. Why should the name of our father be taken away from his clan because he had no son? Give to us a possession among our father's brothers. Moses brought the, their case before the Lord, and the Lord said to Moses, The daughters of had are right. You shall give them possession of an inheritance among their father's brothers and transfer the inheritance of their father to them. Which is really... You know, if you're talking a true patriarchal society, the way some would paint ancient Israel, that just would not happen. So um, let me see, and I know there's stuff in here it's that in I want. The beginning wonder. of women's rights. There you go. <laughs> it started there. We want land, and and in the, you know, lest anyone think or or be able to walk away teaching. Well, obviously they came with proper submission and bowed four times on their way and kept their eyes down while they spoke. Uh, the, the Chumash accounts these chapters as the grievance of Selephahad's daughters. They had a grievance and they brought it to the court. And they said, you know, listen, no sons, don't wipe his name out, we, we need land. Um, it says, the five daughters of Selephahad had a passionate love for Eretz Israel. The Torah alludes to this by tracing their genealogy back to Joseph who loved the land so much that he had his brothers take an oath that his bones would go with them for his for burial in the holy soil. Genesis 50:25. In recognition of their righteousness, God gave them the honor of being the catalyst for the pronouncement of a new chapter in the Torah, the laws of the inheritance. This is similar to the passage containing the laws of Pesach Shini, the second Pesach offering which was brought by people who were unable to bring the first one. There, too, a mitzvah that would have been in the Torah, in any case, was initiated because the people who, of people who longed for it. Few honors can be comparable to that of being the vehicle for the revelation of God's word. In this case, after hearing that only men were counted in preparation for the distribution of the land, these women complained that because they had no brothers, their family would be without a share. They said the compassion of the omnipresent is not comparable to the compassion of human beings. A human being might have more compassion for males, but he whose word brought the world into being is different. His compassion is for both male and female. His compassion is for all. And they took that to the court, and God told Moses, yeah, give him the land. And you shall speak to the people of Israel, saying, if a man dies and has no son, then you shall transfer his inheritance to his daughter. And if he has no daughter, then you shall give his inheritance to his brothers. And if he has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to his father's brothers and if his father has no brothers then you shall give his inheritance to the nearest kinsman of his clan and he shall possess it and it shall be for the, that's right and it shall be for the people of Israel a statute and rule as the lord commanded Moses so you know this is it's really interesting because if you if you uh, watch movies like pride and prejudice or sense of sensibility or if you read the the brontë sisters they were um um a lot of those the stories that, that they wrote were based on the fact that in England at that time daughters could not inherit. So the father would die and everything would go to his one son, and then he was responsible for taking care of his sisters, which didn't always happen very well. You know, in, in like in sense of sensibility, his wife is very greedy and so she talks him down into giving them a hundred dollars a year to to live on. Was you know. it was it this way kinda just to assume like, if you like you had one son and say two daughters, well it's because your one son is going to carry on his clan, but your daughters right. would marry off into some other exactly. man and be part of that, that clan. And that is exactly that why point. that happened. That that that's you know, when you it's it Yes, exactly. And that is why that was happening and, and why it would be assumed that way. And yet once the women spoke up, God was like, Yeah, give them the land. They count as their father's you know, the it it would be in their father's name, but they they were the owners of the land.
1: Right.
0: And so, um, you know, in any man any man marrying clan, them they weren't counted as a clan of somebody else though, they right married or whatever. Right. So <laughs> so there you know, yeah, the land would the land would have retained but it would have been retained in, to them. So, um, so yeah, so it, it shall be, this is a statute, this is forever. Um, verse 12, the Lord said to Moses, go up into this mountain of Abarim and see the land that I have given to the people of Israel. When you have seen it, you also shall be gathered to your people as your brother Aaron was. Because you rebelled against my word in the wilderness of Zin when the congregation quarreled, failing to uphold me as holy at the waters before their eyes. These are the waters of Meribah, Kadesh, and the wilderness of Zin. Moses spoke to the Lord, saying, Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, appoint a man over the congregation who shall go out before them and come in before them, who shall lead them out and bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord may not be as sheep that have no shepherd. And I want to see if they have... um, When the where it says the God of the spirits it says of all the ways Moses could have addressed God, he chose this one instead of referring to God's omnipotence or wisdom, he spoke of God's knowledge of the intricacies of the human mind and personality, of God's knowledge that every person has his own virtues and foibles, and that the best way to lead is to understand the needs of every follower. Moses thus implied that the sort of leader he wanted to succeed him was one who, as much as humanly possible. Embody these divine characteristics so as to accommodate the individuals who comprise the nation and that's rashi's thoughts on that and i just think it's really beautiful that all of a sudden all the different ways we've heard god referred to the god of the spirits of all flesh not just all men you know not just all women not just all people but the spirits of all flesh it's the, the spirit that indwells the flesh that's what god knows and you know there it's This idea is brought up in different ways, you know, where it talks about how he's not a respecter of persons, how he knows the heart, he he considers the heart and not the appearance. But, but I just, it's just so beautiful, the spirits of all flesh. Um, So the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay your hand on him. Make him stand before Eleazar the priest and all the congregation, and you shall commission him in their sight. You shall invest him with some of your authority that all the congregation of the people of Israel may obey. And he shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall inquire for him by the judgment of the Urim before the Lord. At, At his word they shall go out, and at his word they shall come in, both he and all the people of Israel with him, the whole congregation. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He took Joshua and made him stand before Eleazar the priest and the whole congregation, and he laid his hands on him and commissioned him as the Lord directed through Moses. So Joshua is going to take over. Moses, the the, our, the chapter of Moses is done, and um, and yet I, I forget who I was talking to, but they pointed out that that really bothered them that Moses did all of this and that he never got to go into the land. But well, he did go. But but he, but even then, when he got to see it. But when Yeshua. When Yeshua was standing, when he went up to the mountain to pray, he was in the land. And the, the, the people who appeared to him, there were, one of them was Moses. So he got to be in the land, just not in his flesh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Gan Eden is so much better, <laughs> but, but he he did get to go in. You know, he did get to go into the land. He just didn't get to lead the people into the land. He he, he lost that ability.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, how many times? Yeah. How many times did he say, "Just take me now. I'm done," and God's like, "You're not done yet." You're not take done yet? Me, yeah, just take me face, now. Face, that's right.
1: It's, warm
0: it's, it's all good. Just give them, and really, just give them a leader they'll listen to. Is really at the heart of yeah. what he prayed. Give them a leader they'll follow. He did. And so, yeah, stop it. What do we need to do to them, stop it? Well, even <For> with, <laughs> even that's with that's this, even with the golden the golden um, calf, let me go up and get atonement for you. You know, come on, people, please, you know. But it's a new generation. There's a new leader, and they're going to be, and, and, you know. You can pretty much guarantee this generation was raised in, don't you be doing what I was doing. That's right. No calves for you. That's no right. No Moabites, no nothing. Right, that's right. <laughs> you will be so, good. And I'm now gonna we're going to. Darwin,
1: Darwin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now we're going to jump into Joshua. So we're in the land, you know. Now, and we're going to kind of find that what we've been studying is going to kind of do this, and then we're going to be all the way in here. Um, but Joshua 19, uh, he's they did the first lot um, and, and assigned the land. So the second lot came out for Simeon, for the tribe of the people of Simeon, and, and we're going more into more clans and see if you can okay, see if you can recognize any names for <laughs> <laughs> from our previous count. I <laughs> know. Yeah, there you go. I know, I know. So, and their inheritance was in the midst of the inheritance of the people of Judah. Okay, now, we talked before about how uh, it was Simeon and Levi who had, uh, who who'd killed the, the town of Shechem because of what was done to their sister. And how... You know, unlike a lot of teachings that will say, oh, that's because they were they were evil, uh, the Jewish tradition is because that that is because they were so holy that they were not willing to let anyone else get any mercy. They were holy without mercy. And... Um, in a sense, yeah. In a sense. But what God did for the... God, they didn't get their blessing from Jacob. And then the Levites redeemed themselves with the golden calf because they were the ones willing to go in and take out whoever had worshipped that calf. They were, and they became the priests. And how wonderful that all of their qualities were very well suited to what the priesthood needed. Very specific attention to detail. Very, spe- you know, not veering from the left or right of the command God gave. If it was that left thigh you were supposed to use, they were going to use the left thigh. They were supposed to sprinkle it three times to the east. It was going to get sprinkled three times to the east. And and so God took those qualities in them that held themselves and everyone else to a higher standard and put them in a role suited for it, but it was also the role that was responsible for seeking that atonement for everyone. So it developed in them the thing they were lacking, which was the mercy. They were the ones who had to to go before the Lord to seek that mercy for everyone. So how he dealt with Simeon and and that similar quality in them is their inheritance is smack dab in the middle of the inheritance of Judah. So it was Simeon and Levi who were going to kill Joseph because of his bragging and because of his, his you know, uh, He he was sinning. He was you know doing. He was not behaving properly, and it was Judah who said, "Let's not kill him." You know, it was Judah who always provided the mercy. It was Judah's mercy probably that kept him from sending his son to, uh, you know, to um, wow, my brain's just not working today. Um, The dot Tamar. You know, I am going to have mercy on my son. I don't want him to die. But then it was it was his mercy that when. Tamar sent him his symbols of authority and said, "This is the man who got me pregnant." He's like, "Yeah, it's on me, not her," you know. And so, his—that is what would have been passed down through the upbringing to his children. So Simeon's family is camped smack dab in the middle of Judah's land.
1: Big brothers gotta watch them. That's
0: right. And the desire was that they would—they would be surrounded by his mercy and protected from their own legalism. And and that that would kind of influence and invade them as a a family. So, uh, and they had for their inheritance Beersheba, uh, Sheba, Molada, Hazar, Shula, Bala, Ezem, Eltolad, Bethul, Horma, Ziklag, Beth, Markaba, Hazar, Susa, Beth, Leboth, and Sharuhin, 13 cities with their villages. Ein Rimmon, Ether, and Ashan, four cities with their villages, together with all the villages around these cities, as far as Balath Be'er Ramah of the Negev, this was the inheritance of the tribe of the people of Simeon, according to their plans.
1: Um,
0: they were already named, and some of them um, may have been renamed. But I think this, I think that the accounting is. Yeah, is is for them. Yeah, I, I think that that was already what they were called. Um, but then there are, as you go forward, sometimes there are names. This is the town, and used to be called this. And so, as you get into the kings, sometimes you you encounter that as well. So, um, the imp- the inheritance of the people of Simeon formed part of the territory of the people of Judah, because the portion of the people of Judah was too large for them. The people of Simeon obtained an inheritance in the midst of their inheritance. The third lot came up for the people of Zebulun, according to their clans, and the territory of their inheritance reached as far as Sarid. Then their boundary goes up westward and on to Marial and touches Dabasheth, then the brook that is east of the Joknim. From the Sarid it goes in the other direction, eastward, toward the sunrise, to the boundary of Chishloth-Tabor. From there it goes to Dabarath, then up to Japhia. From there it passes along on the east toward the sunrise, to Gath-Hefer, to eth Kazin, and going on to Rimon, it bends toward Neah. Then on the north, the boundary turns about to Hanathon, and it ends at the valley of Iphathet, If, Ifthi, Ifthi, And Katah, <laughs> Katah, Nahalal, Shimron, Idalah, and Bethlehem, 12 cities with their villages. Because from Beth, you know, it was Bethlehem, and, and, and he is from the tribe of Judah, the lion of the tribe of Judah. So, 12 cities with their villages. This is the inheritance of the people of Zebulun. Oh, no, Bethlehem is where um, he's he's born, but he's from Judah. So, this is the inheritance of the... My brain was just twisting around. It does that sometimes. This is the inheritance of the people of Zebulun, according to their clans, these cities with their villages. The fourth lot came out for Issachar, for the people of Issachar, according to their clans. Their territory included Jezreel, Cheshuloth, Shunem, Hafarain, Shion, Anaharath, Rabith, Kishion, Ebez, Rameth, Ingenim, Inhada, Beth Pazez. The boundary also touches Tabor, Shahazumah, and Beth Shemesh, and its boundary ends at the Jordan, 16 cities with their villages. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the people of Issachar according to their clans, the cities with their villages. The fifth lot came out for the tribe of the people of Asher according to their plans. Their territory included Helkath, Hali, Beton, Akshaf, Alamelech, Amad, and Mishal. On the west, it touches Carmel and Shehor Libna. Then it turns eastward. It goes to Beth Dagon and touches Zebulun and the valley of Iftalhel, northward to Beth Emek and Niel. Then it continues in the north to Kabul. Ebron, Rehob, Haman, Cana, as far as Sidon the Great. Then the boundary turns to Ramah, reaching to the fortified city of Tir. Then the boundary turns to Hosa and it ends at the sea. Mahalab, Akzib, Uma, Afek, and Rehob, 22 cities with their villages. Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> this is the inheritance of the tribe of the people of Asher, according to their clans, these cities with their villages. The sixth lot came out for the people of Naphtali. for the people of Naphtali, according to their clans. And their boundary ran from Helef, from the oak, in Zanamin. Zanamin. Uh, and I love that. In Helef, from the oak, you know, start at that oak, and then go down <laughs> go down to this area. And Adami, Nekeb, and Jabneel as far as Lakum, and it ended at the Jordan. Then the boundary turns westward westward to Asnoth-Tabor and goes from there to Hukok, touching Zebulun at the south and Asher on the west, and Judah on the east at the Jordan. The fortified cities are Zidim, Zer, Hamath, Rakath, Chenereth, Adamah, Ramah, Hazor, Kadesh, Edrei, Enhezor, Yeron, Migdal-el, Harem, Bethanath, and Beth Shemesh, 19 cities with their villages. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the people of Naphtali according to their clans, the cities with their villages. The seventh lot came out for the tribe of the people of Dan according to their clans, and the territory of its inheritance included Zorah, Eshtaol, Irshamesh, Shalabim, Aijalon, Ithla, Elon, Timnah, Ekron, Eltekeh, Gibbethon, Balath, Jehud, Beneberek, Gathrimon, and Mejerkon, and Rakon, with the territory over against Joppa. When the territory of the people of Dan was lost to them, the people of Dan went up and fought against Lashem, and after capturing it and striking it with the sword, they took possession of it and settled in it, calling Lashem L'sh- calling Dan, after the name of Dan their ancestor. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the people of Dan, according to their clans, these cities with their villages. Isn't there like one clan in Dan? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the right one, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. When they had finished distributing the several territories of the land as inheritances, the people of Israel gave an inheritance among them to Joshua the son of Nun. By command of the Lord they gave him the city that he asked, Timnath-serah in the hill country of Ephraim, and he rebuilt the city and settled it. These are the inheritances that Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun and the heads of the fathers, houses of the tribes of the people of Israel, distributed by lot at Shiloh, before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting, so they finished dividing the land. So Joshua 20. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Say to the people of Israel, Appoint the cities of refuge of which I spoke to you through Moses, that the manslayer who strikes any person without intent or unknowingly may flee there. So if you commit manslaughter, you know, and if you're wielding an axe and the head falls off and kills the guy behind you, you flee to the cities of refuge before, yeah, you start running. Uh, he shall flee, oh, um, shall flee there. They shall be for you a refuge from the avenger of blood. Because the guy in that family that was their family's avenger had the right to come and kill you. Yes. <laughs> the mighty avenger. So do what? That sounds cool. You want to be the Avenger, don't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they call it She's
0: mercenary like, now. Yeah, now <laughs> it's, yeah, we, we still have that. It's just well, usually you, you end Avenger? up in jail. They have a second. They have a second. The, the mantle backup. passes. So he shall flee to one of these cities and shall stand at the entrance of the gate of the city and explain his case to the elders of that city. Then they shall take him into the city and give him a place and he shall remain with them. And if the avenger of blood pursues him, they shall not give up the manslayer into his hand because he struck his neighbor unknowingly and did not hate him in the past. And he shall remain in that city until he has stood before the congregation for judgment until the death of him who is high priest at that time. Then the manslayer may return to his own town and his own home to the town from which he fled. So in other words, he's granted a safe trial. He gets to stand before the congregation. And when they find that he was in fact, Unknowing in the act, he has to go live in that city of refuge until the the high priest at the time that the that the death happens passes. With a new high priest, he can go back to his village. Enough time has passed; you can go be with your family again.
1: They probably did that instead of saying like, "When the man, when the Avenger dies," yeah. because if they did that, then people would be like, "Oh, let's go kill the Avenger." Right. So, so the high priest,
0: who nobody's going to touch. When yep. he passes, then you can go back to your home. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't I think, think part, of the,
1: part, of the idea, <laughs> part of the idea exactly. is
0: that enough so time no will knows. have lapsed. Right. And know. probably the focus on, you know, the new high, you know, mourning the prior high priest and, and the focus will be different. And oh. so it's a different age. You can, you can return home. So they set apart Kadesh in Galilee, in the hill country of Naphtali, and Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron. See, and that's one of those places where we have the old name and then the new, you know, and then it was was Hebron and Kiriath Arba in the hill country of Judah. And beyond the Jordan, east of Jericho, they appointed Bezer in the wilderness on the tableland from the tribe of Reuben, and Ramoth in Gilead from the tribe of Gad and Golan in Bashan from the tribe of Manasseh. So even the the families that took their inheritance before going into the land, there were were cities of refuge for each of them. These were the cities designated for all the people of Israel and for the strangers sojourning among them, that anyone who killed a person without intent could flee there, so that he might not die by the hand of the avenger of blood till he stood before the congregation. So it didn't matter whose territory you were in. It didn't matter whether you were traveling through, you were a guest, whatever. Um, You know, you had a place that you would be protected. So um, one of the interesting things about that is when we were studying the Middle Ages, that became the practice for the monasteries is there would be a post that was stuck in the ground a certain distance from the monastery and if you if you killed somebody or if you committed some kind of a crime that they were going to come after you for if you could get past that stake in the ground you were considered protected by the monastery of course then that led into all sorts of horrible things where the knights would sneak out of the monastery at night under darkness and go and kill people and then race back and be back in the monastery because you couldn't attack them. So, yeah. Which is why they came up with chivalry. Yeah. Well, that was kind of during that. That was all craziness. Well, the things I read this said. Came up with chivalry in order to control the knight. Well, give yes. them A code of honor. Yes. Because yes. they were doing all these horrible things. Yes. That. That. Yes. That is part of. that. I, I'm going to have to send you the link to the video we watched. Don't let the okay. girls watch it, but you can learn and teach them from it. Okay. Um. Anyway. So. So you know these these kinds of ideas. Um, you know, in in our justice system today, we we have lesser charges. But you're still in with everybody else until. You, you go to trial. So yeah, I. It's a, it's actually quite a gracious and protective system that was set up there, where you could flee to this place, and, um, and and those the cities of refuge were the places that were run by the Levites. That was their piece of the inheritance in the midst of all of the, the other groups. So thoughts, questions? Are you giggling at over there? You watching the change, the transitions again? It's not, you don't even have the baby looking at it to entertain her. It's just you guys. <laughs>
1: Baby's like the most mature one. I know. She's paying
0: attention. She's over here going, what are we talking about? I know. Yeah, yeah, she's like, what are you talking about? Like, I hope she's still looking at
1: transitions and not poking around my (laughs) tablet. (laughs) We found your pictures.
0: (laughs) 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 Now they're gonna. So, with that, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Amen.